Hi, and welcome to the Desert Heights Church Weekly Message, where we study scripture together verse by verse. Let's jump in now for this week's message. Now, because they can build cities bigger and they can build walls bigger and they can build this big tower, others would come and see their cities and they would admire their skills. The world would take notice of their wealth. They wanted to be famous. They wanted to be famous by looking better than everyone else. The intention was self-glorification. Look at me. Look how great we are. It was pride, very plain and simple. It's look at us, look what we can do. Look at how great we are. We've done some magnificent things here. That's a dangerous place to be in, in and of itself. But the attitude in this story is compounded by their disobedience. God had instructed Adam and Eve right after creation. He also told Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, right after they got off the ark, the same instructions. He tells them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. Don't fill just this little one spot on the map. Go spread out. Go scatter. In an attempt to get what they wanted for themselves, they blatantly disobeyed God's instructions. Instead of filling the earth, this group of people wanted to stay together and not scatter. Doesn't anybody remember the story of Adam and Eve in the garden? She wanted, Eve wanted to be like God. She disobeyed God in order to get what she wanted. Remember that? People disobey God to get what they want. Disobedience never works out well. That's a lesson you can teach your kids. Disobedience never works out well. This verse reveals their own sin-filled selves. We want to build a great city. Nothing is wrong with that, right? Good intentions, work hard. Let's build a great city. It'll be fun for ourselves so that everybody else can see how great we are. See how it turns? We want to build a great city with a tower that reaches up to the sky. Now let's talk about this tower a little bit because Thomas and I actually talked about this quite a bit this last week because whenever we tell the children's story of the Tower of Babel, we concentrate on the part about they were building this tower to God. They really were building this tower about themselves. The type of tower has something to do with God. So it's kind of like, you guys, let's do something great, but we don't want to be arrogant, so let's make it a temple. Are you with me? Let's do something fantastic where everybody will think that I'm wonderful, but we'll do it for God. Yeah. We're going to build this great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches to the sky. Now, archaeologists tells us that there's this uh, ziggurat, this structure called a ziggurat 
in this area that has, they've been uncovered. It's ultimately a very tall temple. You've probably seen pictures of them. We see them often in circles, but they were typically built in a square where you have a ramp that just goes from edge to edge to edge, and it goes up, and it goes up in a square up to the very top. Some of these temples had a room at the top. Um, let me back up a little bit. They ultimately are a very tall temple, a place of worship to recognize God, a God, maybe the God, but God, okay? Little G God. It's a place for a God to come down and man to come up. Now, knowing what we know about outer space and our solar system and our atmosphere, put into perspective, these guys are building a ramp to God so that he can come down and they can go up, all right? Some of these temples had a room at the top. They kept it furnished with a bed, a table, a little refrigerator with some food in it. I'm kidding. They did keep food in them. They wanted it to be equipped for whatever a God would need to refresh himself so that he could descend the rest of the way down the tower. This is man's perspective of the creator of the universe. We are ignorant. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Like, we know God. We're going to build this tower to the heavens. We're going to go knock on the bottom of heaven. Say, God, come walk out here with us. You have lost your ever-loving mind. You don't have any clue who God is. So follow me for a second. Changing directions. God walked with Adam and Eve. Remember in the cool of the evening, they had this great relationship. Noah walked closely with God. Adam and Eve, they messed up, got kicked out of the Garden of Eden. God destroyed everything because of, uh, uh, at the point of Noah, God destroyed the entire earth. All because of man's disobedience. All of it got separate. We got separated from God because of man's disobedience. That is key to this. Adam and Eve were close to God. They sinned, got separated from God. Mankind continues to sin. God just gets rid of them all. It seems to me that this is an attempt, this building, this ramp to heaven, this tower, is an attempt at mankind resuming his relationship or attempting to resume his relationship with God by basically standing on his tippy toes. Are you with me? We can get closer. It's kind of like, let's put it in a better perspective. Let's build a ramp to the moon. What's the chances of us? I mean, modern technology, we can do anything, right? Let's build a ramp to the moon. That is a ridiculous idea. Let's build a ramp to almighty God. That's an even dumber idea. But here we are trying to get into a right relationship with God by standing on our tippy toes. Did I make that sense? Did I, did I make that sense? Yeah. I'm speaking all right, I think. I don't know. If we can build a tower high enough, <laughs> I didn't mean to do it. If we can build a t- 
tower high enough, we can get closer to God. Maybe we can close the separation between God and us. If there's something that I can do, because I do believe that it's innate in all of us that we believe there's this, there's this void inside of us. There's a, a God-shaped void in the, inside of every one of us, and we want to be close to God. And whenever God isn't as close as we think he should be, then we start creating rituals. We start creating ways for us to get closer to God. You with me? So there's the Tower of Babel. If we can get closer to God, we'll be famous. There's where it turned. We'll be the envy of the world. Look at how great we are. Come to Babylon and you can go up the tower. And when you get to the top, God will meet you there. Come and be close to God. Look what we did. We got church exactly right and God is here as opposed to all those other places. That took a turn, didn't it? We got our worship correct. We got our worship high enough so that God comes and meets at our church. We dress the right way. We act the right way. We've built this wonderful, beautiful tower and we can touch heaven. Do you see how man's efforts, even with good intentions, end up destructive? Listen carefully, church. There is a difference between Good intentions and godly intentions. Oh man, we should camp there, but we don't have time. These people intended to build a tower for worship so that they could be famous. It was not really about worship. It was not really about glorifying God. Oops. We can come to God with the good intentions of building our own tower, our own system of pleasing God. We do things like, I'm gonna to go to church every Sunday. That way, I feel better about myself. And by the way, other people will know how spiritual I am. I'm a per person of faith, I'm there every Sunday. I'm gonna give so that people can see how spiritually, how spiritual I am and and it makes me feel good too. I'm going to know my Bible better than anyone so that I can always have the right answer and that people will be impressed whenever I go to Sunday school class. I'm going to be a Christian so that I can become a good person so that others will think that I'm a good person. I'm going to pause right there on that for a second because whenever I wrote that, it occurred to me, there's a whole lot of people within the sound of my voice that heard me say that and said, I don't understand what's wrong with that. I'm going to be a Christian so that I can become a good person so that others will think that I'm a good person. We're at a place in modern Christianity where that's an okay statement. I came because God makes me better. I want to be a Christian because I want to be more glorious. I want to be a Christian so that others will think more highly of me. You see how that's a problem? What if we came to God for the single purpose of desiring his glory. What if we came to God with the single purpose of desiring God's glory in our life? 
however he sees that, not with our agenda, because, right, we come to Christianity with an agenda of what God's going to do in my life. What if we came to God with no agenda, not about our will, not about our intentions, but we come to God with our life only trusting him because he's a glorious God and trusting in his plan, his plan for my life. Well, but Brent, what if he's going to, no, 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 no. You just give it to him and trust him. But there's some things that I want to do. There's, There's the problem. Well, what about my occupation? And what about my family? And what about my spouse? And what about, well, we ought to take care of the church too. I mean, the church has to have me. They need me there on Sunday to put the bricks so that we can build the tower so that we can worship God. Good intentions corrupted. Number two. Good intentions disrupted. God's a merciful God. Chapter 11, verse 5. But the Lord, by the way, this isn't Yahweh Lord here. He's not coming as Savior Lord. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. So they were building up to God, and God's like, hey, you guys. There's a speck down there. We should go see what they're doing. There's something insignificant happening. Verse 6. Look, he said, God. The people are united. Put that in your brain. The people are united. And they all speak the same language. Look, they all have one lip. See, that's funny. It took you a little bit, but y'all will get there. Next time you're reading, you're reading, you're reading soap, and you're going to read one language, and you're going to be like, what's wrong with you? I'm just reading about one language. Look, same language. Here we go. Look, these people are united. They all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Now, verse 6 has got this crazy thing happening. God says to himself, look, these people are united. They all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do, they being humanity, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. File that in your brain. We're going to come back to it. Verse 7. Come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. Now, typically we think of unity as a good thing, right? We do. But when good intentions are not godly intentions, unity becomes destructive. Can you think of an illustration in our current world where people are unified with good intentions but are being destructive? I was talking about your family, not... (laughs) Oh, Zane, gotcha, sucker. (laughs) Yeah. We have good intentions of correcting our kids, so we scream and yell and set a bad example for them. Yeah. All right, moving along. That was free, by the way. Mankind has united in moving away 
from a right relationship with God. Their intentions was to build, to, to have fellowship with God. But what they've done is they're moving away from a right relationship with God. After Noah's family got off the ark, God gave them some instructions for living. Some instructions that if they followed, they would be in a right relationship with God. They would have fellowship with God. Pretty simple. Tell people all the time, Christianity is not rocket science, but it is impossible. Noah's family got off the ark. God gives them instructions for living, for relationship. And because mankind is brilliant, we say, no, God's instructions are not sufficient. Not sufficient. We can serve God better our own way. We can think of things that we can do that honor God more than the instructions that he gave us. Because God is he's pretty simple that way. He just wants us to live in obedience to him. How boring is that? We could do something great like build a tower. Do you see how we are? We. So we do our own thing. We have our good intentions. They get corrupted. And then it requires God to mercifully interrupt our good intentions that have been corrupted. God disrupted this unity with different languages. They couldn't understand one another anymore. So the building stopped. And their collective pursuit of corrupted good intentions were disrupted. Do you follow that? Their collective pursuit of corrupted good intentions was disrupted. God has mercifully interrupted mankind's self-glorification. Now, I look back over maybe a better, more kind way is to say that God has mercifully interrupted man's good intentions that are not leading to a right relationship with God. I look back over my life and I'm pretty sure that God disrupted my good intentions multiple times. And if you think back in your life, you can probably think of times that you were going in a very specific direction. You knew that you were doing what God told you to do. And then God said, yeah, you're a bonehead. And he turned your life, right? I mean, once you got it all figured out and you figured out how to lay those bricks just exactly right, how to live the perfect Christian formula for life and living. And then God's like, you know, no. Number three, here we go. Good intentions corrected. Oh, finally, this is going to go a good place. In that way, by God giving different languages to all of these people, in that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world. What was his initial instructions? Fill the earth. Go scatter. In that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world and they stopped building the city. That is why the city was called Babel, because that is where the Lord confused. Did you get that? The babbling? 
It's why the city was called Babel, because that is where the Lord confused the people with different languages. Sounded like they were all babbling. In this way, he scattered them all over the world. He tells us that twice so that we get the point that God scattered people. They said, no, we're going to worship him and we're going to stay together. It's going to be wonderful. And God says, no, I told you to scatter. And they said, no, we're going to build a tower. And he says, no. <laughs> The confused people scattered all over the world just like God had initially instructed them. God corrected the course of humanity. God very well may disrupt your good intentions to put you back in the right relationship, a right path, so that you're in a right relationship with God. I didn't tell a lot of stories this morning intentionally because we, I want to spend some time in prayer with everybody. But I'll tell you this story that whenever I left uh, a high school, I really was determined that after I graduated high school, I was going to go and get a degree in business and I was going to go make a lot of money. And I ended up with a scholarship. I went to New Mexico State for two years, uh, the branch in Carlsbad, and I got my associate's degree in business. So I was already on that path, and I was liking it. I enjoyed it. And um, I was raised in a preacher's home. Didn't hate it, but, you know, sometimes being a pastor is ungrateful. People are ungrateful. And so, especially as, as a child, I'm looking at how my parents, uh, how church people treat my parents, and I'm thinking, I love the church, I don't love that position of pastor, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to get my degree in business, and I'm going to go out and I'm going to make a bunch of money, and I'm going to write the church a big check every week, and I'm going to send it to the church, hallelujah, right? <laughs> So after my associate's degree, uh, I wanted to go to actually to Canyon, Texas to go to a business school there. And because of the cost, it wasn't going to happen. My dad said, well, why don't you go to my alma mater for, for one semester and just see how you enjoy it? It was a Bible school. And so I went to Southwestern Assemblies of God University for the initial week. And I told everybody for the first two weeks that I was there, I'm here for one semester. I'm going to business school. I'm not putting up with you yahoos. You guys have bad ideas about what life is about. Being a pastor is not great. Um, you don't want to do this. I've been there, done that, seen how it works. I'm getting my, I'm, I'm here for one semester. And so in that one semester, I loaded up that semester with Old Testament survey, New Testament survey, biblical apocalyptic literature, Bible study 101, all of these pretty heavy duty classes. And so I spent that semester with my nose stuck in God's word. Even my roommate was like, Brent, you are a nerd. <laughs> but that was where God totally redirected my life. So after one semester, I said, okay, God, I can get my business degree from Southwestern. It won't be worth a lot, you know. So you got a business degree. What, did you get it from an elite school? No, I got it from a Bible school. You got a business degree from a Bible school? yes. We talked about talents and denarii and things like that. It was, it was anointed. It's useful now. So I got my business degree from Bible school. And by my senior year, uh, I had even started applying to work on my master's degree in business. I, I, was, I was still building my tower. And God said, no, 
We're going to take you a whole different direction. And by the end of my senior year of college, all I wanted to do, everything in my heart was to pastor people. Here's the deal. God is merciful. While we're being stupid, he is being God. That wasn't in my notes, but that was good too. We have a tendency to imagine our own ways as pleasing God. Can you hold on to that for just a second? We have a tendency of imagining that what we do somehow pleases God. We kind of build our own towers and we are so proud of our little towers and we assume that God looks down on our little towers and he's like, wow, you did so good. As if God is impressed with your earthly accomplishments. He's not. God gives us instructions of how to please him. Hebrews 11.6 tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Impossible. We don't need a tower. We don't need to be perfect. We don't need a better ritual. We don't need better religion. We need to trust that Jesus is the way for us to return to God. It's a cross, not a tower, okay? And it's not more of us for his glory. It's Christ in us for his glory. We're not going to work this all out. We just surrender ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ. He puts Christ in us, and now God works his glory in us. It's not about you. It's all about Jesus. Jesus is the tower where God comes down in John chapter 1. Did you catch that? Jesus is the tower where God comes down from heaven and fellowships with mankind. It is through the work of Jesus that we have a right relationship with God. Did you hear that? It is through Jesus that we have a right relationship with God, not through our own proud accomplishments. It is less of me and more of him. It is not my intentions, but it is God's intentions that will lead to his glory in me. I'm just here to give him my life for him to work his magic in. Isn't that incredible? So we don't have to build our towers. Some of us will live our entire Christian life trying to get it right, trying to cut that stone perfectly, trying to get the right amount of tar, trying to, to dress the part, talk the part, drive the right car, have the right Bible, which is a New Living Translation, by the way. Doesn't matter if it's... <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's leather or paper. I like paper. I like digital. Uh, the point is right in it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't care. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. God doesn't care. Why do we spend so much time fighting about it? When we get our theology exactly right, then we'll have right relationship with God. And the whole time, God is just saying, just turn your eyes towards Jesus. Well, let me get this part of my life right. And God says, stop it. Stop building your tower. Just put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and God's glory will be full in you. 
That's incredible. Thomas is going to come. He's going to lead us in a song. I know that uh, often there are just all kinds of things that are going on in people's lives and you need prayer. I don't know if Chaz, Chaz, if you'll come and pray uh, with us, if you'll just come be with me. Um, while Thomas leads uh, a, a song um, and we sing together, Chaz and I are going to be available here at the front to pray with you. Um, if you want to pray about your own towers in your own life, that's perfectly fine. If you have family things you want to pray about, that's perfectly fine. Anything you want to pray about, we're available to pray with you, okay? Let's all stand together. And I tell you what, I'm going to pray, and then Thomas is going to lead us in a song. And then uh, you'll close at the end. All right. Father, just thank you, Lord, for, for your people. Lord, we come with good intentions. Our, we think that our hearts are in the right place, but sometimes even when we think our heart is in the right place, it's completely in the wrong place. We start building our own towers, our own little kingdom of how we're going to make you happy, and, and then we fail. We need a merciful God to intervene in our lives, to shine a light in our blind world, in our dark world, on our blindness. Father, I just pray this morning that your Holy Spirit will bring light to our lives. That you'll shine your light on our own corrupt hearts that are trying to impress you. And Lord, that you'll give us a heart that is turned towards Jesus Christ and surrenders it all to you for you to do with as you please, not our intentions, but your intentions. Lord, I pray for our country just seems like everyone has intentions about America. Father, I surrender our intentions to you. This is your world, your universe. This is your country. You do with it as you please. Lord, my heart is that you would transform our hearts, turn our hearts towards you so that you would be glorified in us. But Lord, this is your world. You're going to do with America as you see fit. And our trust and our confidence will continue to be in the creator of the heavens and the earth. Our trust and our confidence will continue to be in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because whatever you do will be good and perfect. And we trust you. We trust you with your intentions, not our own intentions. Father, I just ask that you be glorified in the lives of this group of people. You be glorified in the life of Desert Heights you be glorified in Farmington as you shine your glory through every one of us. Father, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You have been listening to the Desert Heights Church Weekly Message. We meet on Sunday mornings at 1030 a.m. on Main Street in Farmington, New Mexico. If you'd like more information, please visit our website at desertheightschurch.com.